Hello, welcome to season two of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. And this time, the herd is herd. I'm John Ellis, and joining me as always, our networking aficionado, king of the in-the-flesh fist bumps and occasional online waving, like now, as we welcome our second guest of the show for this season in a matter of moments. Uh, first, Andrew, just recap for me. If season one gave the uh, the practical lessons session for everything to take you from networking newbie to pro, uh, the how-to section, if you like, what's season two all about? Hi, John. Season two is all about the, the experience of the cows, some of our, our networkers from uh, from over <laughs> the years. What did they enjoy? What did they, what did they struggle with? Can they remember back to, to their first event? What helped them through the networking journey? Uh, and do they have any tips for new networkers? Okay, so meet the cows, part networking, part country file. Okay, let's meet our guest for this episode. Season two, episode two on Cows Not Cow, The Herd is Heard. It's Phil Anderson from Phil Anderson Financial Solutions. Welcome to the show, Phil. Hi, John. How's things? Good, thank you. Now, before we get on to your networking journey, tell us a little bit about your, your actual business. When did you start out on your own? I, I started out on my own just over 10 years ago now. Um, I, I used to work for, well, worked a couple of firms as a financial advisor, got paid off. And at that point, I thought, oh, what am I going to do? I got offered a job with, with the Royal Bank of Scotland. They've long before it kind of all went south as well. So I probably made the right decision going out on my own, but um, I've never looked back, really enjoy it. And I enjoy working for myself and it's been great, really, really has over the years. Has networking played a, a big part in the growth of your business? Definitely has, um, especially in the early days. That, that was one of the, I, I kind of thought, right, what ways can I grow the business? And not even growing the business, but just, becoming more well known and it, it it was so so that was definitely one of the sort of strategies I said right we'll try that do a lot on social media as well but um for for me the networking was was always one of the things I thought right I really want to to get heavily involved here really just to, to kind of promote the business and get more visibility and, and Phil did you start networking as you launched your, your business or had you done some networking before that? I'd never done any networking. I, I had, I'd, I'd been at a couple of BNI meetings, um, so so that was one bit of networking that I'd done beforehand. But the that that was the only thing that I'd really done before setting up on my own. So once I did set up on my own, I thought, right, I want to get out there and and go to different things. So yeah. um, tried a few different networking events. Um, just try to find the things that you're most comfortable with. I mean, I'm, I'm really good at sitting in front of the computer and I'm happy putting posts on social media. So I find it a bit more difficult to turn up at an event and, and actually meet people. But that's the best way for folk to get to know you. They, they can see so much online. I think a combination of the two works really well as well. But yeah. I, I've always enjoyed the face-to-face the -face stuff, although in the early days it was quite nerve-wracking. Yeah, I mean, that was what I was going to ask. If you can remember back to your, your very first networking event, maybe it was when you were a guest at a BNI chapter, was it nerve-wracking? And in what way was it nerve-wracking? Do you know, I've, like, uh, I've never... In fact, I actually found the BNI okay because you it's got a structure to it and you would just... You, you would get your minute to speak so you could prepare your minute really well. I actually found it harder going to events where... They, let's say there was maybe 40 people in the room and you had to start conversations. And in the early days, that was what I found a wee bit more kind of difficult at, at that point. But 
over time, I think the more you do it, the more comfortable it becomes. And in the early days, it was hard because you didn't know anybody or, or very few of the folk that's there. But then again, over the years, most networking things I go to now, I'll think, oh, there's such and such, or oh, I haven't seen them for a while. You'll maybe have a look at the the kind of list of who's attending beforehand to see. And, and it's good because you can, I don't know, there's nowadays there's normally always one or two folk there at least that I know, sometimes more. And that makes it easier as, as time goes on as well. Do you know what we missed out on here, Andrew? We should have done this in episode one and we could run it through the entire season is every time someone mentions specifically a thing that you would award a point for, we just ring a bell. So looking up the delegates list in advance, ting, ting. <laughs> that would get one. What else went past there? I don't know. Um, uh, meeting people and, and well, feeling nervous, but actually going out and doing it, ting. Um, you said there, Phil, that you probably, when you started out, appreciated the structure of the BNI event and found uh, going along to the sort of teas and coffees event where you're just supposed to mingle. Um, you found that kind of thing more difficult. Was that what you disliked? Was the, the walking into a room of, of just complete strangers? Yeah, it's a different skill set, really. I mean, that like I, I met John through a contact builder, a one-to-one kind of networking. Right, yeah. And there was a good structure to that. And it's the same, BNI, you've got like your minute to, to speak. But it's a different skill set, just almost walking up to somebody you've never met before and, oh, hi, I'm such and such, and then try to get a conversation going. But I, I think the more you do it, the, the, the better you get at it, but the more comfortable you become. Yeah. And, and you'll find that at some networking events, there's people who haven't been there before or never been to networking events before. And there's others that have done a lot. And I don't know, just through, through practice, but if you just want to be yourself, that's one of the tips I would say to folk is just, just be yourself. <laughs> there goes Andrew's bell again, be yourself. <laughs> uh, it's difficult to maintain any kind of facade for any length of time anyway, isn't it? Um, so <laughs> Phil, how long have you been on the go now? What about now? How much more networking have you done? Hey, the last few while it's been more difficult. And, and you know, even before kind of COVID, I was struggling to get out so much. Um, my, my business has kind of evolved quite a lot over the, the last 10 years. I, I was, I, I'm still almost like the figurehead of the business. So I think once the networking events start up again, it's up to me to make sure that I do personally get out to, to some more of them. I, I think I went through a spell where you, you sometimes use excuses and think, oh, work's too busy. I've got other things to, to deal with. But you, you need to make time for it as well. And it, it's easy to make excuses. Same, say, years ago, um, even then, I used to often think, oh, I'm too, like me, I wasn't too busy, but you would be nervous about going and, and thinking, oh, I'm meeting a, a room full of strangers. What will I say? Who might I meet? And, and sometimes it would be a bit nerve wracking. And then and there was times you would even pull up and be outside the car, outside an event in the car thinking, oh, can I just go away and say, oh, someone's came up. And so, it, I mean, I, I would class myself now as quite an experienced networker. I've, I've been around the block quite a, a while now. And and it gets easier. The, the more you do it, the, the easier you get. Um, probably the first few networking events I went to, that's what it was like. You'd pull up outside thinking, oh, no, I'm like a bit nervous here. But um, I, I enjoy I enjoy speaking to people. I enjoy speaking about my own business. So now I find it much easier. And I've got a lot more to say. I suppose the older I get, 
more experience I've got and the more I can it may read people, but um you, you'll get some folk there that's nervous, others that are kind of everybody's different and that's one of the great things about meeting different people at networking events you know I was sat there Andrew three times in that hotel and I saw Phil driving past he just ghosted me the first three <laughs> contact builders we were supposed to have um, when we eventually did meet Phil that, that's the thing and and I think this is not a problem but maybe a, um, you know a, a, a sort of misconception about um, about networking in general is that Maybe people feel they have to go along and talk about themselves as they exist within their business and only talk to you as you exist within your business. When we met for that contact builder, I specifically remember sitting in the hotel having a cup of coffee. Uh, and half the time we talked about sport. And, you know, um, you were telling me about how uh, you're very interested in boxing and also American football. Uh, and you knew that I worked at the Dawn, so you're asking me about, you know, um, working at Aberdeen Football Club. What, what, have, you, what have you seen behind the scenes? Um, yeah. And I don't think I broke any legal confidentialities, <laughs> but, but but yeah, it, it was more like that as opposed to chatting about work in general. I'd say a lot of the times you're getting to know people and, and it's great. You're not speaking about just work. I mean, some work stuff might come up, but I would often say to people, oh, what is it you do? A question I would ask a lot is, oh, what, what do you do when you're not working? And that way they'll answer it, like an open question, and, and they'll usually give an answer, oh, I like golfing, I like this or that. And I, I know for men, well, and, and women as well, sports comes up a lot. I mean, I, I, I enjoy numerous sports, so that, that comes up regularly when I'm speaking to people. Um, but no, you, you want to get to know people. And I know from conversations with Andrew, it's all about, no like and trust that that's one of the things and um you know the, the networking's also been good for me not just for getting business but for meeting great contacts i mean like i i met john through a contact builder and um, john now like does work with me on my podcast um I, i'm sure john would i mind saying but he he's a client our firm as well yeah, and absolutely I mean, it's, it's been great and but not only so not about getting business, but you're meeting great contacts. I, I mean, it, through the networking and through like ABN as well, um, the company that does our IT. I met at the networking. Um, Charlie Bain, the guy that does our phones. I met him. I, I was in a BNI group with, with him. So it, it, it's not even about what you you get back. It's about the contacts and how it's been good for for the business as well but oh it's great to to speak to people about different things i'm always interested in finding out more about people as well and and things outside of work and i I think folk relate well to that Uh, yeah i i always think that um you're quite an interested person in, in people in general um now that your your business is sort of 10 years old or or slightly older you're now working more on your business as opposed to in it on a day-to-day yeah. basis. So presumably um, networking is something that you, you said it yourself there that you intend to get back to. Now we're, we're entering into that phase as well of uh, in-person networking again. Yeah. And you, you do a mix of online or, and um, in-person networking, which do you think in terms of methods pays off best for you? I like to do a combination. So, so for me, I do an awful lot of stuff online. Um, and I'm probably more comfortable with that than I'm the face-to-face stuff. But I would say the face-to-face things is the, that that's where you really get to know people. That's that's the thing. I mean, you, 
there, there's some folk that I only know online. And yeah, you can see stuff and you get a perception of them, but you don't really know somebody. If you meet somebody, you can get to know them an awful lot better. Um, and yeah, like over, over the last year, I've done a lot of like Zoom calls, team calls with, with people. And I mean, that's great. I, I get a lot of connection requests on LinkedIn. It, you'll get the connection request and then five minutes later, they're like, oh, can I set up a, a virtual coffee? But you know that they're only wanting to sell you things. Whereas it, for me, it's always about developing longer term relationships. And, and what I wanted to do was like almost position myself as the go-to financial person. So if somebody, yeah, they might not have a need now, but at some point in the future, if they think, all oh, right, I should really be looking at my pension or I'm away to move house and I need a mortgage. I thought, right, I want to position myself and my business as the go-to people. And I would say a combination of both online and offline has helped me. Um, I personally like, I'm more comfortable doing the online stuff, but I think meeting people in person, you, you cannot beat that. So we've spoken uh, on a regular basis in season one, the importance of prep before an event, finding out who's on the guest list, maybe identifying delegates of, of interest you like to meet, asking for an introduction in advance. Did you do that from the you know from the start? Uh, or is yep. it something you adopted into your approach? Do you ask yeah, for the definitely. list? Yeah, really speak with A, B, and C? Yeah, definitely. That, that's it. I, I would look, and again, I, I would look both for the point of view, like, oh, who would I really be keen to speak to? And, and again, not just for, for maybe me, pitching my business but to hear more about them as well so I, I definitely used to do that and I, I think it's good to set networking goals so you might think right I want to make sure that I speak to maybe this one this one this one and have almost prior, prioritize it but say right who's the top three that I want to make an effort to speak to here I I used to set regularly I would set networking goals as well not just for individual events but even for like the, the whole year so I, I remember once I thought right this year I want to be like the, the BNI member of the year um, there was other years I would set a goal and say right I want to be the ABN like member of the year at the awards and and did that and it was I, I thought that, that, it's like anything the more you put into it the more you, you get out of it so um, yeah so make, making a list you know one, one thing I used to sometimes do if there was other financial folk there, I would always make an effort to kind of speak to them because I thought, right, if they're standing speaking to me, they're not standing speaking to anybody else. So <laughs> that, that was something I used to do as well. But, but then, do, do you know what? I See, and, and luckily for me, in, in the line of work that we do, there's enough business out there for everybody and your competitors actually make you better. And, and do you know what? It's great to, to actually get on with them and get to know them better as well but no that was one thing that I used to do in, in the early days as well <laughs> that's a talk about a cancelling culture we'll just get rid of him by talking to him um now you, you spoke about wanting to be perceived as that as that um go-to guy for finance and I think every time you know whenever your name comes up people will say for finance phone Phil it's still one of those things that resonates so I guess that's a tick in your book as well Andrew always talks about including your, your networking spend as part of your marketing budget. Now, you were talking about the focus that you attach to networking, the goals that you have. Do you, When you go back to it, will you still actively plan, set goals for it, attach a spend to it, all of that? Yeah, I, I've got, I mean, I, I work out budgets for, for everything in my business. 
Um, and networking is one of the things. We've got a separate category for that. We've got like marketing budgets, but I, I've always set aside for like budgets for say Facebook advertising, but networking we've got. And, and do you know what? Like we, we've probably now got, because there hasn't been the same events over the, the last year or so, probably got more budgets. I kind of use that as an excuse to say, oh, <laughs> can I go? Because so, so no, it's um, I, like for me, we, we're now up to a team of 15 and I'm really keen for, for the staff to, to go to things. And but you, you've got so many different types of networking out there as well. Um, but like the, the, the events that Andrew runs, I mean, that's brilliant. I, I've really enjoyed it over the years. Um, it's been great, great for, for meeting plenty of people. And it's also been great, like, as I say, not just for, for us getting business, but for working with other companies as well. The, the, the connections we've made has been brilliant over the years. Yeah, that's great. Obviously, the you talk about some of the main things that it's that's given you in terms of yeah you know some some suppliers some clients as well that extra visibility you know obviously it has worked with more people more companies you know seeing philanthropy financial services you know as go to in your in your sector is there anything else that it's given you perhaps helped you develop some some more personal skills or personal development oh like the the networking's helped me and my personal development massively um a lot more confident. I, I've always been okay at speaking to people because that was part of my, but it was always on a one-to-one basis. Whereas like now, I, I don't mind. If I if I go into a group, a room with a group of people, I'm really comfortable with it. Um, whereas 10 years ago, it was the thought of that. I was like, oh no, this is really, that, like I, I like to put myself out of my comfort zone. But for, for my personal development, it's been great. We, we've got a young lassie started with us. She's up in Keith Ness. Um, now up there, there's not the same amount of networking there as there is kind of where where we are in Aberdeenshire. But um, it's great. She she's only 23, and I I, I said because like good for her, not just for trying to get business, but good for her personal development. And that that was why I was keen for her to do that. And I know the difference it's made with me over the years. I remember once I was the best man at one of my pal's weddings, and like. Years and years ago, the thought of standing up and speaking in front of a room full of people, I'd have been like, oh, no. But now I, I can do it. And, and again, things like you, you be prepared for it, just get organized for it. I suppose it's even helped me with the, the podcast that, that I do. I, I can sit and speak and chat for, for a long time. Sometimes I'm not the funniest person, but I can start, I can grab it on for hours. <laughs> and uh, in terms of your, your networking journey, Phil, the feeling I get from knowing you and, and working with you on your podcast, is, as you say, is that you really get what networking can give you in return, that you have an overall strategy in mind and in place. Andrew was always talking in season one about how it's important to do some all the time and not fall into the trap of just coming along when businesses, you know, maybe a wee bit slower again. I'm going to guess as you've seen success in your business, you've maybe fallen into that trap a little bit. Or have you kept up with the same pace of networking? No, I, I would definitely say so. Because I, I used to go to uh, probably every event I could years ago. Um, and even when I was busy, I thought, right, I'll keep going, keep going. And then, I, I don't know, like really what I should have been doing maybe a couple of years ago was getting the staff to go to more events. Um, and, and me still turn up at, at some as well. Whereas... I don't know. You, some maybe I got guilty of thinking, "Oh, we've made it. Business is great." But you, you want to keep the momentum going. That, that's a thing. And although I've got a good going business, I, I want to get back out there to, to meet people. And but one thing I've, I've probably find, I mean, the, the over the last 
couple of years, probably a whole different group of people who's now going to a lot of the networking events compared to what it maybe was before because people's circumstances change, folks maybe change businesses, change careers. So no, I'm looking forward to getting getting back out and, and going there. And I must admit, my my networking journey, one one of the things that really helped me greatly, I, I remember years ago, Andrew used to do the like networking training. We we did like a few quite a, a few sessions there. And it, it was great. I, I that really helped me immensely back then. So I, I would say it, it, you're always learning. And you know, even now I'm I'm still learning. So I'm looking forward to getting back out there again soon. And do you enjoy it now, Phil? I mean, you're very honest there, sharing that you know you've done as as lots of us have done. You know, in the car, sitting outside, thinking that I'm just not you know into this today. I'm a bit anxious about it. You now look forward to events. You I do, yeah. No, I I really do. I mean, I, I've always enjoyed like meeting people through through my work. Um, and like I say, it used to be a bit uncomfortable going into that group situation, but I don't know. I like I, I like to push myself and. So I, I kind of wait to, to get back out to it. And, you know, the, the next time, because it's been so long, the, the next time it might be a little bit where you're sitting in the car thinking, oh, a little bit of nerves. But that's a good thing as well. You, you need a bit of nerves at times. The thing is, Phil, what hap- will happen then is you'll be sitting in the car going, oh, I don't know. And I'll just pull up beside you going, oh, I don't know. A <laughs> um, couple of questions uh, for, for you, Andrew, just off the back of what Phil was saying there. He mentioned that you used to do sort of networking um, classes, if you like. Uh, so one, are they still going? And two, we're talking about the the uptake of in-person meeting again at events. How, what's your experience been of the demand for that now that we're sort of coming out of the pandemic? Yeah, demand for, for events. We've, we've put events in the calendar from uh, September through to December, uh, one or two a month. And the initial response has, has been really good. Bear in mind, that's been over a holiday period. We've been delighted with that. So I'm, I'm confident we're going to you know, sell out our, you know, the, our first event and build from there. I'm sure there'll be a little bit of human nature where people are maybe sort of waiting to see how it goes, the, the first one back. And, and that's okay. But as small businesses, you know, we need to network. You know, we need to get out there. We need to build relationships, and ultimately, we need to we need to make sales. And we'll put all the you know, as as all good event organisers will do, we'll put all the things in place, you know, for people to feel as safe as possible. But the bottom line is the reason there's demand is small businesses want to network, they want to build relationships, and and they want to make sales. We've also reintroduced the training, you know, in, in line. Uh, you know, with the event starting again, uh, and that's it's the main thing with the training is it's given the newer networkers the chance to develop their the the knowledge, the understanding of networking before they go out to events. Because some may think they just have to talk about business; they can't talk about sport. They have to make sales. They don't build relationships. They may have that misconception. So I think that for ourselves and others that start networking skills training again, that's so important to run alongside the events, uh, especially for the, the newer networkers. And just coming back to yourself, Phil, what what would be the one piece of advice you'd give to, to people who are starting out in the networking journey? Probably say be yourself. They, I think if you try to be something that you're not, that's when you probably get they tripped up. The, the other one thing I would say as well is... Um, then I go, like the, the BNI, they often used to say, you're farming, not hunting. Um, if you go there to try and collect as many business cards as you can, 
and then start almost spamming folk. It doesn't work. It's a long-term thing. You want to build up relationships. So um, I, I definitely say that to um, hunting, a uh, farming, not hunting, is, is another thing as well. Two for the price of one. <laughs> and finally, you talked about, you know, upcoming networking, you're keen to get stuck in, you know, there's a budget to it. You know, you want to get going and you want the team to get going as well. But how do you feel after a bit of a, a gap, an 18-month gap from, uh, from in-person networking events? How do you feel you could improve your own networking? Or are you the perfect networker now and can't get any better? No, you're always learning. That's the thing. So always learning. And I mean, the first thing is you've got to show up because if you didn't show up, but that's it. So um, you've got to be hungry. I, I was watching some Alex Ferguson clips yesterday and he was going on about hunger. So you've got to have the hunger and want it. That's the thing. Whereas, I don't know, like, Maybe in the past I've been guilty thinking, right, we do well enough as it is. I don't need to, to do that. So there's mm-hmm. a lot I can improve and a lot I can learn. And I must admit, I'm excited to get back out and, and be meeting people again. Uh, really excited for, for that. So, no, it's, it's good. And that is episode two in season two of Cows Not Cow. How to make your networking really work. The herd is heard. Thank you, Phil. Uh, Our aim is to help you on your networking journey through showcasing the journeys of others, perhaps similar to your own. We'll highlight people at various stages on that networking process, and every single one of them has value to share with you. Next time, we meet Darren Agasold of Rose Recruitment and CV Aberdeen. In the meantime, if you want to catch up with any of our podcasts so far from season one or season two, make sure you follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out there everywhere. And please feel free to rate and review our podcast as well. And if you'd like to find out more about Andrew, the art of networking or the networking scene in Aberdeen, Scotland, check out abnworks.co.uk for some more networking blog tips. That's abnworks.co.uk. And you'll find Andrew on LinkedIn as well, where he's always happy to help make new connections and chat about people's networking questions, experiences, and challenges. Search Andrew Smith from Aberdeen Business Network on LinkedIn, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.